Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Tú tienes la capacidad de hacerme reír, de hacerme llorar de felicidad y yo ahora estoy aquí y tú eres todo y más y yo Lido Pimienta is a gifted, outspoken musician and visual artist who originally hails from Barranquilla, Colombia, but has lived in Canada for over a decade now. Based in Toronto, Pimienta's latest album, La Papesa, was awarded the 2017 Polaris Music Prize on September 18th. Earlier that day in a hotel room, Lido and I discussed each and every song on La Papesa, and then after the announcement that the record won Polaris, and she made an acceptance speech, I spoke to her very briefly just to get her thoughts on the whole evening. Sponsored by Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, Planet Bean Coffee, Granddad's Donuts, and Hello Fresh Canada, this is Lido Pimenta on the 350th episode of Creative Control with your host, me, Vishkana. Lido, welcome back to my show. Oh, hi, Vish. It's nice to have you back. It's nice to be here. <laughs> <laughs> you were just on in December, uh, as I recall, and we mostly talked about society's ills. I was thinking about it, and we mostly talked about racism in Canada and th- themes that seem to emerge on your record. But this, I thought, would be a nice way to dive right in yeah. to the songs. Yeah. Uh, which is, I think it's important to talk about those things. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I'm about. That is what you're about. Mm-hmm. So it made sense. But what has happened subsequent to that meeting is I was actually sent the English 
translation to many of your songs, the lyrics. Mm -hmm. And often when you and I have spoken, I've told you that what's really powerful to me about your work is that I don't even understand what you're saying, and yet I'm totally compelled. And you've had this reaction from other people, right? They say, I, I don't know what that what you were talking about, but it brought me to tears. Mm -hmm. So you're still having this experience, right? Yep. Yeah. I don't know why they don't get with the program and get the Rosetta Stone in check, but okay. <laughs> we're I'm using Duolingo with my son. Do you know that app, Duolingo? <sighs> Good luck with that. <laughs> you know, yes. This is the second person who said Duolingo is not the way to I go. I mean, if you want to learn Spanish in 20 years, you keep going. You keep doing that. You, Rosetta Stone is better than Duolingo? Is that what you're telling me? I just feel like app and learning a language shouldn't really be a thing. Well, I don't think an app would do it. Really? Have you tried Duolingo? I, again, I don't. I can't tell you if I'm doing well at this, except it tells me you're doing quite well. Yeah. No. No. Mm -mm. Okay. I wanna. I wanna learn. So my son and I, in our downtime, we learn Spanish. That's great. But I have nothing to show for it right now. I don't want to embarrass myself. Okay. Don't, because I will make fun of you. I, <laughs> so I want to dig into the record. I want to talk about every song uh, a little bit, and I want to start with Agua or Water. Mm-hmm. Tell me what inspired this song exactly. What What is this song about from your perspective? Well, I... I don't even know where to begin. I guess La Papesa is a love letter to Canada mm -hmm. in, in some way. It's a love letter in the sense that I finally feel like I belong here. Um, with all of its imperfections and the similarities between water rights and water issues in South America and North America are so striking that I knew that this could be an anthem that we can feel in the North and the South. Right. Um, so it is a poem. It's a poem. It's a poem that, that speaks to, to mothers that stay with their children because mothers mainly are the ones who stay with their kids while the man leaves to f do whatever. Right. Um, so, I mean, it, it is a poem. So there's no really a way to describe it, but that it is, um, it is a love letter. It's a love letter to water and to mothers and to earth. So it was the best way to begin the album. Also, the production um, behind it um, was with Blake Blakely. And he and I, the way that we worked on the songs was like we were playing games. Mm -hmm. So when we were in the studio, we were in like four years ago, we were in the back. We were in the in the patio. And uh, he had this loop. And then I like, pull out my book and then I was like just chanting and then it became this chant we did it for like three hours and then it developed into the beautiful song that we have now which is this 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 great anthem that you know also when I do the song live it transforms and and I just call for for water rights in in the north of Canada right you know and yeah. I call for water rights in the north of Colombia so that's what it is. It's it's maybe I'm the bird of the song, but maybe yes. society is the bird that is thirsty, you know, but we deny it 
to ourselves. So little bird made out of paper, you are thirsty. Are you thirsty? I won't give you any though. Water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this you and you've made a, a point of distinguishing this as a poem mm-hmm. as opposed to a song, I think. Yeah. What's the difference? I mean, you've it's a song. It's a song because it has music. <laughs> yes. But it's, but it's a poem. A, you wrote it's it a as a musicalized poem. You wrote it as a poem. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, often when I listen to your music and I hear a song like this, I think about the fact that you're a mom. Yeah. Um so I think of the little bird as being your child, but that's not necessarily the case no in this case you have to interpret it however yeah it's up to me it's up to you okay mm-hmm. okay well i appreciate that insight there mm-hmm. we're going to move on to uh you are able to or and correct la me capacidad. If, la capacidad yes this is another very powerful song and the again with the translation i was drawn to the conclusion uh, i wasn't born to cook for you or give you children i wasn't born to fit into no heteronormative soap opera I wasn't born to set worldwide feminism back. That is very direct uh, as a lyric, of course. Like I say, I've lived with this record for some time, and I didn't know that this was part of this song. What inspired it, per se? Well, yeah, it's funny to read the words in English because it's so harsh. Yeah, Spanish is way more poetic, I guess. Do you mind saying the (laughs) Spanish version of what I just said? Um, Yo no nací para cocinarte. Yo no nací para hijos darte. Yo no nací para encajar en una novela heteronormal, ni para atrasar el feminismo mundial. So do you feel like that is, you say that the English sounds harsh. Mm-hmm. What is the, is it just the, the sound is not yeah. as poetic? Yeah, just when you sing it, it just, it's smooth. <laughs> when you In sing English, the Spanish. like, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think I know what you mean. <laughs> the English the English is a clumsier language. Yeah. To say the same thing. Which is why it's so hard for me to sing, to write my songs in in English. Right. I sometimes I try but it just it just sounds so bad. <laughs> right. But this is a song if again, from by my interpretation, this is a song directed at uh, a man that you loved. Yeah. Um well, after I split from Baby Daddy, I moved to Toronto. And I didn't want to date anybody. Right. So when I met this person, he seemed that, he, yeah, he seemed to be the opposite of my baby daddy. Because my baby daddy, he's like an artist, musician. And I was like, I don't want to be with any more artists. Like, yeah. I want a man who's like normal and has a normal job. And um, you wanted a provider. Not even that, like, I just wanted, like, I didn't want the drama of oh, the artist's life. I and think of provider as a normal person. Just regular. Just like I have, I, I work, I go to work, I make some money, yeah. and everything will be when okay. I'm an artist and I'm a provider. Yeah, I know, so exactly. Me, I'm, I'm, I'm a like, provider. Yeah, we all are. It's I'm true. Like, it, it, to me, it was the, the, the part of just normality. Yes. And, and, and routine and... I really wanted that. So when I met him, he seemed to be a person that could provide that for me, mm-hmm. like provide normal life and 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 being family centric and all of these things, just like very normal, very hetero life. Right. But then when he started meeting my friends, and I mean, I feel like my straight friends they fit in like three fingers in my hand. Like I don't really have 
straight people in my life. Right. So he started taking offense to that and like being suspicious of my girlfriends, like are they queer, they're lesbian, like like were you with that? Like so he started policing my every move to my clothes, to not just my friendships, but my performances. He mm. would storm out of my show thinking that I was flirting with the audience. Like, I, I, So it became this healing, this healing thing. I mean, the song, when it starts, is really pretty. And it was a song that I used to sing to him. I would leave him voice messages like, oh, you make me so happy, da 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 and then it ends with, I don't want to give you children, motherfucker. You know, like yeah. he was like, yeah. at three months, he wanted to get me pregnant and he wanted us to marry and he wanted us, he wanted to pay for all my bills, you know. But it wasn't because he wanted to be nice. It was because he wanted to control right. the bill itself and know who was calling me. Mm. So, and I never experienced anything like it in my entire life. I've never seen men do that to women. So, mm. um, it really stuck with me and... Yeah, I mean, I always tell the story before I performed the song live. Like, what inspired the song itself was when I finally broke up with him and he crawled back into my life with a phone call threatening to post my naked photos online. Hmm. So I called my mom and my mom called him and she was like, hey, uh, so uh, you wanna you wanna put my my naked like my my daughter's naked photos online like can you hurry up and do it because that when that happened to kim kardashian she became a millionaire and i don't want to work at the factory anymore man so can you please help us out and just put them out Uh and of course he didn't like it because he wanted to shame me right and like bring shame to my family but then when my mom was like go ahead i cannot wait for you to do it because it's gonna (laughs) blow up because she's hot (laughs) and uh he um he never called me back, right. so it was great. You're, I, I know this. I, I know your family through uh, through you, <laughs> so I know that you are psychologically the, one of the strongest pe- people I have ever encountered. Hmm. This runs in the family. Yeah. Don't fuck with the pimentas. Is basically don't what you're don't. My mom is indigenous. Yeah. Okay, I am indigenous and black. Like, don't mess with us. Okay. Like, don't. <laughs> I'm not going to. Don't say it to me. I'm doing my best here. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. All right. We're going to move on. Uh, I appreciate the explanation there. Uh, the next song is, well, in English, it's I Want You to Do Well. Mm-hmm. What is it in Spanish? Quiero que te vaya bien. I think you asked me to say this once before. We threw to this once on a podcast, and I, <laughs> I bungled it. Yeah. I was very... This is a... In terms of lyrics, it's rather short. Mm-hmm. But the beat production is unbelievable. Where does this beat come from? Uh, myself. And I wrote in a note here, and I don't know how you're going to take this, beat production, Kanye level. <laughs> okay. Is that an insult? It's not an insult. It's a, it, I'm very flattered. I think that you are in this realm now of <laughs> the hit making, like, not only the hit making, like the artful bangers. Like, I feel like, because Kanye, the reason I wondered if you might be offended is because Kanye is a divisive figure, but I don't think anyone can suggest he is not one of the greatest producers exactly you can say anything about kanye but he is a great producer the best producer and i feel like i there's a few instances on this record and i wrote them down but i think there's a couple of times where i'm like oh yeah this (laughs) is part of the post kanye continuum that i'm starting to see and i think you're at the forefront of it it's cool because i haven't really heard a lot of kanye you haven't heard a lot of kanye no i try to avoid it 
Because I don't want to be influenced by it. But you know he's great. Of course. His last album is one of my favorites. Right. Life of Pablo. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So you've heard some. Yeah, absolutely. So somewhere subconsciously he's in there when you're... Um, I guess I'm influenced by the way that he uses voice as an instrument. Right. I think that's, that's what it is. Okay. If anything, where the relationship would come... Yeah, okay. Again, this is just my interpretation. Yeah, no, I mean, I am. this is my favorite song in the album um, because I was able to compose. And that's when my first time that I started composing for brass, which now yeah. it's like my favorite thing to do. Nice. So, yeah. I'm very I forget. Do you have like music theory? Um, YouTube music tutorials. Yeah, so you just you, you yeah. figure it all out yourself. Well, my music education was oral because mm-hmm. um, I... I mean, I was always singing and I was always playing in bands. Um, I have a really good ear, so I would just learn just songs from the radio. And then when I knew that I was moving to Canada, I started learning violin. Right. Um, but it was extremely boring to me, but I do have some of the, that theory with me. Um, and then when I moved to Toronto and I befriended Robert Drisdale, yeah. who from Century Egg, from Century Egg, yeah. yeah. And before he was in Century Egg, he played with me, mm-hmm. and he is a professional composer. So we just had hours and hours and hours where he would just like tell me, "Oh, this thing that you're doing, this is what it is. Oh, right. this thing, right. that is, this is what it is." And then we just sit down, and he just all of the music that I have in my head, he cleans it up. Um, right. And one of those songs is Quiero Que Te Vaya Bien. So, As I mentioned, it is uh, lyrically relatively sparse uh, in terms of just on the page. Like I'm looking at it and it's only on, on the page here. It's, you know, three three lines essentially. Yes. But you're, you say it's your favorite song on the record mm-hmm. as a whole. Why is that? What, what, what And within that, what's the song? What inspired okay, the song? Okay, the song is a song for baby daddy because i mean when i wrote this album i wrote it as a healing ritual because i was separating from my from my husband at the time Mm -hmm. and i had to learn to be a single parent which i wasn't at that point my son was three years old when we separated and i moved from london from like our cozy little home in London, Ontario, to the big city and sharing a bedroom with my son and fitting in that room, my bedroom, my son's bedroom, my music studio, my art studio while going to school and taking him to school and daycare right. and trying to fit all of that and living in an apartment with two other roommates and paying super expensive rent. So when I saw myself in that situation, I blamed so much of how my life was, you know, four years ago. Uh, I blamed it on him. Mm -hmm. How dare he leave me? Like, who wouldn't want to be with me? Why did he leave me for another woman? What happened? And then I understood it's not his fault. It wasn't supposed to be. It wasn't meant to be. I'm going to be grateful that he's not in my life. I am so grateful that he's not in my life now. And I know that he's so grateful that I'm not in his life anymore. He's very happy. I'm very happy. Mm -hmm. And that's where it came from. It's like, I just want respect. Right. I just want respect. I want you to do well. As a mature, but I just want you to respect me. So yeah. we're still in that. That's good. Trying to respect each other. I mean, it's really hard because there's just so much history, you know. Mm-hmm. But And pain. 
so much pain. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's why it's my favorite song because it's like the moment that I learned to let go and like be happy and then the composition makes me so happy and makes everyone happy and we will be performing it at Polaris and uh, I did an arrangement for it for four brass instruments so I'm just like so excited you know every time that I perform the song is an opportunity for me to grow as a person and feel better about myself and I even feel like I get taller a little bit like what like so. it makes you bigger yeah yeah well that leads us into uh, the next song Rouletta or Roulette mm -hmm. did I, did I, was that okay mm -hmm, not yeah. bad this song seems to also uh, be full of heartbreak and rage. Yes. It's another amazing beat. It goes, kind of starts down tempo, then it gets up tempo. Beautiful song. Mm -hmm. uh, what inspired this one? That's Katie Ostra's favorite song, by the way. Fun fact. Ostra is album. a big fan of the, yeah, <laughs> I could see that. And um, this is the first song that I wrote for La Babesa. Okay. And it was the first song that I performed live. And at that time, I was playing with like a, just like an electronic, like just like that Korg, like the cheesy 80s one. Yeah. And I just started playing it. And I was at this gallery by myself with my little cheesy Korg. I know, actually, I was playing with like an organ, like a piano organ. Mm-hmm. And I had a laptop and I had like some shakers and stuff. And then this kid comes up to me and he's like, I feel like you would like my music. I love what you're doing. And I'm like, can you babysit? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, okay, you can play with me. And then he came over and then I showed him the first song and his name is Kavesh Bijons. Oh. And he's been the longest person that has worked with me since I moved to Toronto. And yeah, it was the first song that we worked on together. Um... And it was really, yeah, it was really great. I mean, I love this song because I can just do it with piano and voice and it's really beautiful. And we can do it live with all of the perks and it's like closest to like my metal background when I do right, it live. Right. Because it has some of that harmonious, um, like imag imaginary. Um, so, yeah. And it was a song that, it the, the song that helped me, you know, come to terms with my feelings for baby daddy you know everything i do i do present. for you and everything you do you do for her mm -hmm. like it's like really you know <laughs> like it's like as raw as it can be and like he heard the album and he didn't say shit about it but i was like embarrassed that i was like why but it's a part of my story yeah and is as real as it gets and that's what it is <laughs> When I uh, was speaking with Tribe, a tribe called Red about their record, uh, We Are the Hallucination, which you were featured prominently on, we got to the part where we talked about the light part two, mm -hmm. uh, which is, as far as we could tell, the mm -hmm. English version of the light, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, occurs earlier on the record. And in that song, you repeat the phrase, everything I do it, for you. I, it's the same phrase, I think, almost exactly. And all the hardship we went through. Yes. Through, I'll do it all again for you, you. And I theorized that I thought that that song was about your son. Um, but then I saw this, and it, you invoke the same phrase in, in a relatively... I, I would describe this as a, a song that's dealing with rage and anger. Mm -hmm. um, but are they connected? No. Um, there's rage in ruleta because of, to me it's like a roulette of feelings. 
So it's like sometimes I'm happy, sometimes I am sad, sometimes mm-hmm. I hate him, sometimes I thank him. Yeah. Like this song is all about baby daddy. For the light two, I was channeling both my situation and tribe situation because they were going through changes in their band. So they were letting go of yes. Dan. Right. And at that at that moment in my life, we were just learning that one of our dearest friends was struggling with like super intense illness mm-hmm. that he's still dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. So to me, the song I wrote, "The Light One" and "The Light Two for my friend. Okay. okay, that he's still you know dealing with this illness. So yeah, I'm fixated with it you was about that. I think because of the song is called "La Papessa" and that that has a maternal aspect. I've become very fixated with the notion of you taking on this maternal role. Yeah, well, there is a B-side song that I haven't released yet that okay. I wrote for my song, okay. for my son. I'm going to stop bringing it up. Uh, no, you can bring it up. I love my son. I <laughs> yeah. love him, even though he's like over my career and everything. He called me today and he was like, can I not go to the words and stand with my friend? And I'm like, no, you're going to have to endure this. <laughs> I'm still dealing with the fact that your kid beat me at pool. Like two out of three games or something. He's He's like not eight years old. I'm a full-grown adult. I should have been able to... Uh, He's a genius. It just haunts me that he defeated me. (laughs) We are going to move on to uh, In Unison They Travel or... You want me to try it? Al Unisono... No, no, I can't do it. Al Unisono Viajan. See, I I tried. (laughs) It's horrible. I got to work on my Spanish. It's, I feel idiotic not knowing Spanish. I really do. Like, I, I don't feel bad not knowing the French that I used to know, but the Spanish, I feel like I should know. It's okay. It's all colonizer languages, man. Okay. It's fine. Thanks. That makes me feel better. Doesn't matter. So, this is, uh, I, 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 this seems to me to be a, a familial song, a diasporic song. Yeah. It's about post-colonialism, I yeah. think. Uh, am I close? Yeah, it's exactly what it is. And, and what inspired you to uh, address these uh ideas because i live in an in-between i live in a hyphened word or hyphenated however you say that mm-hmm. uh-huh. i'm just <laughs> i'm here but i'm also there and i'm there but i'm also here you get homesick i get homesick and i'm get homesick when i'm over there too mm-hmm. and by over there i mean colombia yes but even when I'm in Colombia, I live two realities. You know, I'm in the desert and people are not speaking Spanish. We speak Wayu Nike, right. like our native language, you know, but then you go to the city and it's Spanish. And But then it's a Spanish that is now mixed with English because in Colombia, they think that progress means having McDonald's and McDonald's and Starbucks or whatever. Yes. So I am in this constant trying to figure out my place in the world or a place where I can feel comfortable. So that's what that song's about. It's like we're all traveling in unison trying to figure out what the fuck is going on in a very pretty way. The production is a beat mostly in this one, would you say? Yeah, yeah. Despite the searchingness, like the kind of uncertainty within the lyrics, I feel like the the beat is hopeful. Yeah, of course, yeah. And that's... um, mainly the work of Blake, um, well, Blake Blakely. Um, and he, I mean, the song had, has had so many, like that's the final version or yeah. one of the versions. Yeah. But this song has like six other versions. And the first version, it has like very heavy bass clarinet and clarinet. Um, but then it didn't make it to the record because I wanted, 
I didn't want it to feel like, oh, now this is the clarinet song. Or, right. or now this is the whatever. So it just flew like that. And uh, we just experimented with it, experimented with shaking. Like most of La Papesa really is an education in production, experimentation, and having a lot of fun with it. Because I am always worried that if the, the song sound or are too electronic, it's going to sound heartless or it's going to sound cold, repetitive, oh, or it's yeah. going to sound cold. Yeah. And perhaps it's too much of a responsibility for my voice to carry the emotion only. So yeah. when in production you're playing with real instruments and clapping and just like spoons and forks and, and that's something that I learned from Damian Taylor. Hmm. Um, it's just be experimental. And that's one of those songs that I was like, okay, you know what? The theme is very heartbreaking mm. and it is a reality that I cannot escape and that haunts me in my dreams. But let's make the music magical and Blake allowed for that. And uh, yeah, we just had so much fun. Well, we are moving from, I think, uh, a, a few songs now that are uh, filled with this uncertainty, which is also frustration and anger. Uh, I think we're getting into a section now where we, we start to hit upon some love songs. Yes. Some uh, some just devotional, like just outright. Like this uh, next one is called, uh, in English, it's called What It Takes to Love You mm -hmm. in Spanish. Para quererte. Wasn't going to try it. That was good. <laughs> you did well with that one, if I might say. Yeah, just gorgeous, stirring love song. Sultry beat too. Like it's, yeah. Where did this come from? Um, this song is a funny song. <laughs> like people think it's a love song, but to me it's a funny song because I'm, I'm saying, um, very ridiculous, like love song things. It's like cliche. your taste is like chocolate. I love the, you like I love chocolate. The yeah. taste of your skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's over like, the top. This is what it takes to love you. It's just to be devoted to the taste of your skin because I don't write love songs. So even at the end, it's like, you know, when I'm like, hoo, 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 yeah. and then at the end, I don't love you anymore. <laughs> so basically, this song is about... I cannot find you, but I want to find you. Yeah. And I love you, but I don't love you anymore. Yeah. That's, uh, there's a lot of conflict there. Yeah. Right. I, it's just young love. Right. It's like when you meet someone and like when you're not mature enough to understand when you actually don't love the person, you just want to have sex with them. So that's what that song is about. Well, but I really need to get deep into it. Well, speaking of getting deep, <laughs> we move on to the art of... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Fucking you. Yep. Uh, which in Spanish is... Uh, fornicarte es un arte fornicarte es un arte yes mm -hmm. uh, again I got some Kanye here I got some Sade nice a little bit I don't know if these comparisons mean anything to you but you are the vocal is very powerful you're wailing on this one yeah and you are trying to simulate something uh, given the title I don't think that's exactly what you're trying to do but are you trying to try to reflect the passion of lovemaking Um, this song is about polyamory. Oh. Yeah. Why Why is that of interest? Because I almost got myself into that mess. Oh. <laughs> If you're listening, don't mess with that. <laughs> um, that song I wrote to myself and my friend mm. who ended up getting herself deep into that polyamory mess with an ex-friend of mine. Um, and that's, yeah, the song is just like me trying to figure out, is, wait, he, he's in love with me, but he's with someone else, but, mm -hmm. but he likes me, but no, we're, we're just friends. Like, what, what's going on? And it's just like, that, like that, that push and pull of not knowing your place right. and not knowing what your like, value or position in a relationship is. Um, it started as my experience, but then it ended up being my friend's experience because she really got deep into it. So mm. I feel like, yeah, this is my song and my friend's song about dealing with this man that just like had so much power because there's always one person in a polyamorous relationship that has more power than anyone else. Yeah, you, you do deal a lot with uh, power dynamics yeah. in terms of interpersonal relationships here. Yeah, so that's why I keep saying, no soy tuya, no soy tuya, no soy tuya, which means I don't belong to you. Right. I don't belong to you. Right. And that's what happened. I ended the friendship. My friend ended the friendship, ended the relationship, and now we're like, whoa, that was messed up. So whenever I play the song live and she's around, we just look at each other and we're like... We dodged a bullet. <laughs> Imagine if we would have gotten pregnant from that situation. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, don't mess with polyamory. Yeah, I, I, I won't. Thanks for the warning. <laughs> All right, let's move on to, you know, we haven't really talked about, I mean, you've uh, alluded to some of the people that you collaborated with, but this next song, uh, In One Minute or... En Un Minuto. Thank you. Uh, features uh, a prominent Colombian rock singer i believe right yeah she's like the johnny mitchell of colombia and what's her name andrea cheverry so she is like the Joni mitchell of colombia yeah. and how did you come to work with her um That's, it sounds like can we backtrack a little bit though because we didn't really talk about melody mciver in fornicarte oh i'm sorry yeah they that's did, what i mean they that's did what the I mean. viola oh okay yeah, yeah and it was really beautiful to be on the studio together oh. i really hope that we get to do more songs together. We just played in Montreal. We did the song live and it was so epic. Okay. So yeah, shout outs to Melody McIver. Everyone needs to listen to their music. It's haunting, it's, it's beautiful. Where are they from? Um, well, 
they were based in Ottawa, but now they moved up north to continue some of their 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 musical work there. I uh, see. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's thank you for bringing that up, and yes. I feel like we probably missed some other people, and I, I realized it, but I did make a note about uh, Andrea because I thought uh, that was yeah. fascinating. Well, we met um, through um, Hector Buitrago, which mm -hmm. is her like lifelong musical partner from their band called Atercio Pelados. Mm -hmm. And he reached out to me when he knew, well, like three or four years ago, almost five years ago, I went to Colombia and I was going to do a few shows there. And he reached out to me and they invited me to um, his band show and... Mm. And then he was like, hey, I have like one song. And then I ended up doing like three in his album. And then she released a sol her second solo album. And she asked me to be in her song. And then when my album came about, then I sent her this song. And she was like, you wrote this for me. I can't believe it. So just to be clear, you uh, you left Colombia how long ago? Like from ten. 10 years ago. And were you a known entity then in terms of being a music performer or yeah. an artist? You were known then when you left. Yeah, my last show I played for like, I don't know, 20,000 people or no, something. No, 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 like but I'm know. talking 10 years ago. When yeah. You were known. I've been performing since I was 10 years old. So the when you when you left 10 years ago, you played a show, before you left, you played a show for 20,000 people? Yeah, I was people? actually, I was supposed to arrive in September, October, uh -huh. but I was on tour, so I arrived on in November. Okay, so you leave and then... You come to Canada, and now we're finding out about you. More people are finding out about you. Your profile mm -hmm. is rising. Is the fact that you're doing well here, if do you agree you're doing well here? Does sure. it feel like it? Okay. I don't want to be presumptuous. So you're doing well here. Do the people at home in Colombia know that you are, you've become a big deal? Like they put you on magazine covers and stuff here? Um, yeah, I guess. Okay. I just these questions to me are hard to answer because i am so disconnected from that stuff like i really if you know me or you're in my life or you know that my life really is revolving my home yes my yes, son yes so i am always surprised i mean i shouldn't be surprised because i know that i'm talented i know i'm the shit i know i'm the Big, to me, I'm the biggest deal ever. Papa Pesa. So when people message me, I heard you on the radio, or when, for example, I just played in Santiago de Chile. Yeah. I didn't plan the show. People heard that I was there, and then they made the show happen, and then they asked me to be a part of it. Right. And I, of course, did it because I love it. I mm -hmm. love my people. When the show is over, then I have this like lineup of people, and the two people that like stood out, one traveled six hours in car from the south of Santiago of Chile to see my show. Nice. And she brought me all these gifts. And the second wow. one, I have this gift for you. I have this gift for you the whole night. I'm like, okay, girl, bring it out. I gotta go. I gotta sleep, you know? And yeah. she comes out with an acoustic guitar and she serenades me for like 10 minutes straight. Right? Like that kind of love, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's in Chile. Chileans aren't like Canadians. They're like really cold and close <laughs> people, you know? Sure. So I've just been perfect. I am a known person. I'm like that girl that's an artist from Barranquilla that now lives in Canada. Well, I just wonder because of this particular collaboration with a prominent artist from Colombia, if yeah. that is connected to your ascent here or if it's that you were already or was it easier to collaborate with a bigger like the, if you're a, OK in Canada, it would be hard 
for someone like you or anyone to collaborate with the Joni Mitchell of Canada. Yeah. Because she, well, she doesn't play as much anymore. But I'm just wondering, is it easier in Colombia to collaborate with the higher tier stars? No. So th this is a testament to you as well. And you wrote her this song, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And why and did you feel compelled to write her this song? Because she... I knew that she was going to be open to this theme because she writes a lot of songs that are feminist anthems and she's a prominent feminist voice in Colombia. Mm -hmm. And I knew that she would understand where I was coming from because I basically wrote the song from the perspective of a young woman in school that is in love or has like her first boyfriend but then he's not really into her like that mm -hmm. like i just hear so many stories of girls that end up moving or taking their lives because of a photo that someone posted of them right. and the whole school knows about it so that's what the song is about okay well yeah. it's another one and it's a hard one it's a an edgier song yes um, she actually didn't like the la the the last version of it the she one said that, that it was too hardcore. Really? Not the lyrics, but the music, the production, because the first demo that I sent was like way pushed back and mellow and like more quote unquote tropical. <laughs> <laughs> and she loved that version, but this right. is like, she's like, maybe I'm too old school for you. <laughs> and I'm like, well, girl, I like hard. I like hard music. So. She's like 50, 65? No, how old is she again? 50 something? 50 years? I don't know. Maybe she is 48. Oh, sorry. I okay. Know. I, I don't know. I think I read 51. And Maybe, I'm, yeah. I'm I believe that. Yeah. She's 51, yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. I think it's amazing that you're you're able to connect with people that are major figureheads in Europe, in Colombia. I mean, that's amazing. That's great. It's working well. We're on to the last song. This is uh, I Want Gardens or... Quiero Jardines. Thank you. Uh, hmm. I wrote here familiar melody and rhythm. I feel like this is... Am I wrong? Are you not echoing like a, a Western melody or something? Where did this come from for you? This is my version of a song that I wrote um, earlier for an artist called Chancha Via Circuito in Argentina. Okay. Um, so he sent me like a beat, I don't know, six years ago or something like that. And the song is one of the biggest anthems in South America, Jardines. Only that the music is way more mellow and oh, okay. and sweet. Okay. And then I decided that I wanted to do my version of it, um, which is way more more upbeat. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is upbeat. Yeah, I had yeah. way. I, yeah, I had a lot of fun with Kavesh on this one. I mean, really, this this album to me is a is a true collaboration and a yeah. It it, it is a school of sound, you know. The songs are about me coming to terms with my new reality as a single mother mm -hmm. and as a new member of Toronto society from London, Ontario, from surviving London and the level of racism in in London to entering a quote-unquote diverse city and society and finding my space and, and, and feeling like I am not only a good, you know, team team person or like a, I don't even know, like I am a member of Toronto, 
but not only am I a member, I feel like I am a queen in yeah. Toronto. Like there's like queens in 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 Toronto that are creative, um, female voices, and I am one of those. So when I get to Hardines or I want gardens, is me celebrating the fact that I made it. I did it by coming to the city with nothing but like a little like a backpack, two portfolios filled with art, my son on my hip. And I arrived to the city doing all the things. And then here I am celebrating mm -hmm. everything that I wanted and more. And it's, it's, it's in this album. And the way that I got to that, I didn't do it alone. I did it with my friends who are Kavesh, who are Blake um, or Blake Blakely. That's his artist name. People should really check his film, his production. Everything that he does is amazing. Yeah. Um, Brandon Valdivia, when he like joined the band and he brought his beautiful virtuoso percussion, you know, when Rob came to my door with like a guitar and I was like, I hate guitar. Do you have any other instrument? And then he pulls out the clarinet and then we start jamming and learning composition. Really, this has been a beautiful journey of really believing in myself as a musician who didn't go to school for music, but yeah. that has been in music for most of my life yeah and that's what that's what happened like me rob kavesh brandon and blake like we've been through so much together and we're still going through so much we're really a family at this point um so i am excited that the album has gotten this attention because it makes us all real as an entity as a creative force so i'm very grateful to them for allowing me to push my agenda onto them <laughs> and like do whatever i wanted to do with their help and with the help of all my friends of my friends that are going to be on stage with me today that helped me with my son that helped me with um picking him up from like school or if i have to go into work they'll rotate three yeah. or four of my friends so that they take him to school and all that stuff so It is so beautiful to be in such a cold city, but filled with such beautiful people. Um, and that's what La Papesa is about. So when I'm in my shows and I hear young women being like, I just got a divorce and your songs are really helping me go through it. And I don't know what you're saying, but somehow I am connected to it. That's what that's about. So, yeah, I'm blessed. You are. And we are blessed, I suppose. I mean, it's exciting that you're doing this and I, I thank you for this uh before we end can you tell me what you're working on next i know you must be this took what three years three four years to make this record that totally? album was ready in 2013 oh it was but we didn't release it until later because my brother passed away right. and i wanted to take <clears throat> some time and and also our friend got really ill so we wanted to just wait a little bit i needed to heal i as an immigrant there's so much more than like the cover i have to send money home mm -hmm. i have to um what like my brother left me his nephew so i'm raising him right. i am i'm the one that has to buy all of the things for him i have to help his mother you know like it we're all in it together we really have have to help each other so that's my life you know so anything positive that comes out of the music which i write 
with the only purpose of helping myself and then it it expands you know and it helps other people it's it's really beautiful and I'm, I'm i'm very i'm very happy to be able to perform those two songs tonight and and share more of my story so that chapter it took the time that it needed to take yeah yeah and it couldn't be forced it couldn't be pushed and i decided to put it out by myself just like i decided to come to toronto by myself without any family and that's why it took so long but here it is and even if I would have waited five years, it would still resonate and it would still sound current because I don't write music that is not going to be forgettable. And that's what I'm doing now with the next album, which mm -hmm. is titled Miss Columbia. You already have a title? Yes. Okay. I already have all the songs written it's and done. I have like okay. seven or eight recorded. Great. Mm -hmm. And so we will wait and see. You're not going to tell me anything about that. I yet. can tell you that it's a, not just like La Papesa was a love letter to my broken heart and the city of Toronto. Miss Columbia is a cynical love letter to Columbia. Excellent. Well, I mm -hmm. look forward to hearing it. We all do. Uh, yeah. If there's one song we can go out on from La Papesa right now, what uh, would you select? Quiero que te vaya bien. I want you to do well. This is the one we discussed earlier. This is your favorite song on the record. Yes. This is the one you've thrown to before on the show. I, I love all of them. Yes. But this is the one that pushed me as a musician and as a composer and as a producer. And is the song that me and the crew enjoy playing <laughs> together. Lido, this was uh, uh, really great. Thank you for your time as always and best of luck with everything. Thank you, Vish. Get your Rosetta Stone. Go to a classroom and learn English properly. English? Sorry, oh, uh, Spanish. I do need to learn how to speak English properly. <laughs> clearly.
respect to the game of S. And the winner of the Porter's 2017 Music Prize is... Leo Pimenta!
Hi, Lido. Hi, Vish. Congratulations. Thank you, Vish. How do you feel? Um, maybe tomorrow I'll be okay. I'm t right now, I'm still angry because I couldn't hear myself on stage. Yeah, you made comment yeah, on... I'm too petty. I'm too petty not to comment on it. But I'm very grateful and excited. And this is great news for everyone that loves me. So I'm, I'm very happy and I feel very loved and appreciated. I'm very proud of you for what that's worth. And I thought your performance was great. I could tell you were struggling, but I thought it was wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Vish. Do you know what happens now? What are you going to do? I don't know. I, if it's up to me, I would just go and clean my house because I am stressed out because the house is not clean right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that seems fair. Yeah. How, how does your son feel? Huh? How do you feel about what happened tonight? I feel super happy. Do you remember beating me at pool? Oh, yeah. How many games? How many times did you beat me at pool? I don't know. It was two out of three games. I've held a grudge. I want a rematch. Okay. I feel like you're going to beat me again. Oh, I will. Do you want to say anything about your mom? I am, like, super proud of my mom. I feel super duper happy for her. I was crying because I was very happy. That's lovely. You're lucky to have the mom you have, if I might say. And you're lucky to have him because he's a pool shark. Thank you, Lido. Congratulations. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Vish. I'll talk to you probably tomorrow. Yeah. That's the way it works. Thank you. That was the 350th episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Antica Podcast Network and is available on iTunes, Audioboom, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Overcast, among many other podcast platforms. If you can't find an episode you're looking for on any of those platforms, please visit my website, vishkana.com, and you should be able to find what you're looking for. You can like Creative Control on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at vishcreative or vishkana. Why not? Just do those things. It'll be fun. You can listen to a radio show version of Creative Control on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time around the world on CFRU.ca or on an actual radio at 93.3 FM if you're in or near Guelph. Please visit patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep the podcast going. And if you like, I can send you a t-shirt. If, you, if you'd like one, just send me a note and we'll figure something out. Uh, you can send me a note via the Patreon page. This episode would not be possible without our sponsors, Pizza Trocadero, who you can call for pickup or delivery at 519-829-2444, or check them out at trocaderoguelph.ca. The bookshelf, an independently owned bookstore, bar, music venue, and movie theater located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. Learn more about them at bookshelf.ca. Planet B and freshly roasted, fair trade, certified organic coffee. More information about them, planetbeancoffee.com. Granddad's Donuts, located at 574 James Street North in Hamilton, Ontario. Visit granddads.ca for more info about them. And to have a whole meal's worth of ingredients delivered right to your Canadian home, visit hellofresh.ca and use the promo code CREATIVE50 for 50% off of your first order. I'd like to thank Lido for making time here. Also, the folks at Kelp Management who have... Uh, started helping Lido lately. Thanks for arranging all of this. And also to Steve Jordan and uh, everyone who makes the Polaris Music Prize happen. And of course, uh, I was on the grand jury this year. All my fellow grand jurors, we had a great time. I think. I think we had a great time. And I believe we are all very happy that Lido won. So thank you to everyone who made this possible. I have to go to sleep now. I will talk to you soon. It's late. It's late at night is why I said that. It's not just because I'm exhausted from talking. You know what I mean. Goodbye for now.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.